anyway welcome guys to the shrewsbury biscuit podcast i i realized i've got to start doing a bit more of an upbeat intro because i've been doing this keto thing the, the, the last two shows that i've done have been welcome to the shrewsbury biscuit your podcast. miserable keto diet my miserable keto diet do you know what I, I for the first two weeks i was well the first sort of week and a half i was really struggling for energy I kind of wanted to shoot myself in the face half the time. I see adverts on on, on, on Facebook for food and things like that. I'm kind of like, oh, I hate my it's life. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It, it was at first because I'm I'm a big guy, man. I was relying a lot on sugar, especially with the night shifts. I was doing night shift. I do. I work night shifts. And my first night shift back without sugar was just. Did you get hangry? Was it hungry, angry? Isn't it hangry? I know. I was just doing stupid. Right. For example, right. The the coffee pot in the kitchen at work had gone empty. So I was like, okay, I need to fill this up. So I went to get the big tub of, of coffee, opened up the, the coffee pot, and then started pouring the coffee into my mug <laughs> because I just couldn't think straight. And I nearly got myself um, banned from Facebook for, um, this is going to sound terrible, but when I add context to it, yeah. it will be fun. I accidentally uploaded a nude picture on Facebook. Not of me, not oh, of okay. me. Okay, yeah, fine, that's um, fine. It was um, a, a feature we do on the other show, Thorskin. It's a bit rude. It's called What the Wish. And you know these wish adverts that people send I in? I don't know if I want you to carry on, but... <laughs> one of them, one of them, we like to like poke fun at them and, and it's like an improv thing. And one of them was a guy in sheer underwear and you could see everything through it. Oh, right, okay, And yeah, I completely yeah. forgot that Facebook has rules against those oh. things. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, uh, uh, uh. And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong oh, with so me? Oh, so you didn't notice it actually got reported before you got... Before no, you it, it, it recognised me. Oh, it okay. recognised <laughs> it. And it was like, this is your one warning. <laughs> So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of daft things, but now I'm full of energy and uh, I've got a lot of, I'm, yeah, I'm back. Charisma, baby. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the Shrews with Biscuit. Uh, it's me and Dee Dee today. And Hiya. How's it going? You okay? You yeah, good? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. good. I'm good. And today we're talking to Jen Eastwood and Jen, I've been speaking to for a while, a big supporter of ours um, on social media. She's liking a lot of our stuff, sharing a lot of our stuff and we got us talking and uh, you do Rock Rose for social media, right? That's what you do. Yep, Rock yeah. Rose Digital, yep. First of all, thank you so much for your support early on in our days. You're like, you were a big support, for, especially on Instagram. You're like, yeah, 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 Biscuit Baby, you know, so thank you for that. Not a problem at all. It's great to showcase and help support other local people starting out and just doing great things for the community. Um, I think it's really important. It's certainly what I try and do with my work. So yeah, I try and support other people that are doing the same. Yeah, I, I love the work that you do because um, there are a lot of people that see like because so, uh, to explain what you let's go back a second, right? <laughs> because I was going to jump ahead and people were like, "What's he going on about?" Let's explain what 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 it is you do. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I am a freelance social media marketer. I run my own social media business. I help. Uh, sorry, I help businesses um, either by teaching them or doing it for them. Um, increase their visibility. Increase like grow a community around their business, and ultimately, um, and make an impact with sales and um, make an impact on the world. A lot of the businesses I work with, um, they've got a really big purpose or passion bigger than just making money. I say yeah. they live for a cause, not applause. So yeah. it's not just pounds in the bank. It's making an impact on their part of the world, however big or small, um, from an author who has a lot of side projects um, and she's doing incredible, incredible things to um, health and well-being practitioners who, you know, face to face are making a difference to people's lives and um, a big B2B company who are really innovating and completely transforming their industry at the moment. They're big pioneers for what they do. So what got you into doing this? Um, so. I am a stereotypical millennial. I grew up with Facebook, with MySpace, Don't with worry, all, of, the same. all yeah. of those. And I haven't been able to put it down since. Um, so my career before digital was actually hospitality, um, which might seem like quite a big difference. But the kind of basic principles of getting in um, customers and building a community around um, a independent venue. I've always worked for boutique independent venues. Yeah. So it's that kind of same ethos that I bring into the work that I do today. And and um, for each of those venues, certainly for like the last six or seven years of my hospitality career, I did do social media for all of those because no one else wanted it. So I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> well, social media is a difficult thing, isn't it? To like keep on top of. I think it's made yeah. you keep like in the moment, isn't it? Like get people's yeah. attention, isn't it? It is full on. And certainly originally, I think a lot of people certainly say like my older hospitality managers, mm. they didn't really understand it. Yeah. It was like this little 
fickle thing that kids did and um now it's such a prominent and important part of businesses yeah Yeah. it's huge and each one has its own strengths of course it does I, I hear people saying oh well you know facebook's for for mom and dad and instagram's for the kids and things like that but you know, I, I I quite like Facebook as a good all-round conversational thing. Um, yeah, I'm agree. Everything. Yeah, um, because yeah. you can do all sorts of Facebook, and then there's Instagram, which is very visual. And we're an audio-only podcast, and we still get some great visual yes. stuff on Facebook. Yeah. I need swore then. Um, I was in Thorskin mode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still get some uh, very visual stuff on there. We go to lots of places. Um, but what what do you hear when someone comes to you and says, "I need help with social media"? Blah, 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 What's the most common things you hear from people that need help with this? Um, I think a lot of people just hear that they need social media because everyone else has got it and they don't quite understand what Mm. it is they need from it or why they want it. So I really try and dig deep with businesses on their goals, their brand values and find out how to make social media work for them and not the other way around, which I think is really important and find out how they can help their community, what kind of information they can share, how can they support their followers and grow their audience by being useful um, and being remarkable as well and helping people in quite in like their own little unique way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a phenomenal tool. I really do, um, especially as it's free at the point of view. So, you know, you choose if you want to pay anything into it. Um, yeah, it's something that I think everyone should be doing. Yeah, I feel, I feel that too. I mean, everything that we've got uh, with this show is has been through, mainly through social media. I wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for Instagram. Exactly. For example, I'm really you know? sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I, we've made so many friends with the show and I, I, I love it. Are you okay there, Dee Dee? Yeah, I'm yeah. fine. My mic's just landing on me slowly. Oh, there we go. I fixed it. Look at that. Skills. Just, just tighten the, yeah, uh, the I'm, thing I'm getting to it. I'm getting uh, to it. I just, don't want, I just don't want to be like, oh, invites me on the biscuit. Set two shows in and got a broken toe because the, the microphone landed on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> It's right, I'll get it in the end. I'll get it in the end. <laughs> um, and there is a lot of holdback. There's a lot of holdback with social media. Um, and I bet you hear it all the time. I bet you drag people kicking and screaming into into the 21st century. It's amazing how kind of scared people are of it. Scared of putting themselves out there. Scared that they don't have anything to talk about. Scared of looking stupid. Scared of what other people would think of them. Or like karen who they used to go to school with and they're not seen for 20 years like they weren't like they're just fearful of absolutely yeah i think a lot of it everything. is through fear mm, and putting the huge. wrong thing isn't it especially nowadays when people can criticize you for the mm. smallest things yeah doing it wrong as well yeah. i think a lot of my clients have come from maybe quite strict corporate backgrounds and now they're wanting mm. to build mm. an empire for themselves and do it for their own well-being follow their own passions and have a more fulfilling life and then but because they're now out of that structure of a big corporate world, kind of they realize all of the responsibilities on them and they don't want to put a foot wrong or say the wrong thing. It's like, you cannot break social media, really. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> you really can't do anything wrong. If anything is that, that terrible, you just delete it and it's gone. It's, it, that's yeah. what's amazing about it. Unless you're a Roseanne Barr. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Twitter is the main one where, uh, obviously, we're, we're all, we live in a world now where uh, Trump is, like, releasing some stupid tweet every single day. Um, you've got to be careful with that sort of thing. And I think that's probably what people are scared of. They might say the wrong thing. Wrong thing. But if, you're, if, if you treat your, your business or your passion or what it is you do... Um, with the same sort of love and affection you would treat a child, you've got to raise it right, okay? So you wouldn't be putting ridiculous things. And, and no, and no, I think it is a lot to do with passion, isn't it? If yeah. you want something that much, you do what it takes to get there, isn't it? And especially Definitely. with the whole using social media as a platform is a big thing. But I, I understand because I've got, I've, I've got a cake business and I'm <clears> appalling <throat> with my social media. Like when I mean bad, <laughs> I mean like, I don't think I've posted on it since November. Girl, we need to talk. I know, I, it's, it's really that bad at the moment. And I'm on like Facebook, and then Instagram people go look at my Facebook and I go um, uh, oh yeah it's my Instagram I use more I'm lying <laughs> I just <laughs> um, and you know that, that, that's the thing though isn't it you've got to learn which which one is the best for you I mean do you encourage people to use all of the, the social gosh, media gosh no no find one or two that work really well for you and not just for your audience but ones that you actually enjoy using because um, if you don't enjoy using it, if you're finding it really, really tough, um, you're not going to put your best work out there. You're not going to mm. connect with your audience in the best way. 
And I say you should be wanting to show up online in the same way that you would show up for your customers in real life. Yeah. And you kind of give them that knowledge, yeah. those questions that they ask you in real life or the conversations that you have about your business in real life. Bring that into your online world and try and grow and just show your expertise in that way. Yeah, I feel like I, it was a learning curve for me doing the biscuit because we like to keep things like sort of, you know, uh, family friendly with a biscuit and, and nice says. and friendly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I try, baby. I a try. little bit PG-13, yeah. I need some guidance. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but, you know, when someone we've had like messages or comments written about say, when I shared the, uh, the XR march through town yeah. um so i keep doing that i should be a professional anyway um i shared that and it got so much abuse it got so much abuse and i was just kind of like no just just fine hold back hold back because that they want me to to put you know they're poking me um and i feel like as soon as you start going down that that hill that roll the, that's it like, yeah you know. i think that was the first um even though i'd shared stuff of yours before then that was the first post i think where we properly connected mm. I was like, yes, there's someone else that thinks the same as me. I don't think all of these kids are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're doing a great job. I, I mean, okay, closing down city streets and things I, I, I struggle with, but like what their message, what they're trying to do. Oh, definitely. It, yeah. it is great because like if we make the, the planet cleaner and fresher and it, it turns out that we, we weren't supposed to, then at least we've got a cleaner, fresher planet. I don't understand what the problem is. Oh, yeah, who's going to moan about having a nicer place to live? <laughs> exactly, mm, exactly, yeah. exactly. So where did this all begin for, me, for you then? Um, what, how? Because like we were talking before, before we met in Glue Glue, uh, mm-hmm. like last week, I think it was, and we were talking about, and I was quite fascinated how how this all began for you because you started from literally nothing, right? Yeah, peanuts. Yeah. Um, so I was made redundant. I was working for an agency, um, doing social media and copywriting and helping with websites for about a year. This was towards the end of 2017, I think. Yeah. And then, yeah, Christmas that year, the week before Christmas, I got made redundant, completely out of the blue. What and timing. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it was just a horrid, horrid situation. And I was already struggling kind of mentally and financially. So um, that was the first Christmas, I think, since I was about 13 that I've not given my family Christmas presents, which is quite harsh when you're nearly 30. Um, mm. And yeah, so... That then spiraled into a lot of other things happening that were quite negative. And uh, my mental health was the worst place it's ever been. Um, It was really in the gutter. Um, I was reaching 30 years old and I had no money. I was single. I hated where I was living. I felt like everything in my life had led to this point and I'd not achieved anything. Like I had nothing to stand for. Um, And I just wasn't wanting to be around anymore, to put it kind of quite honestly. Um, And then for whatever reason, there was a little part of me. It was almost like that little pilot light in your boiler that that wasn't quite fully out. Mm. I was like, there's something there still. So um, while I was trying to sort myself out, um, I think it was the 2nd of January, a couple of two years ago. And I was like, right, um, I'm just going to do a bit of social media, try and keep some money coming in, keep a roof over my head, keep the stray cat I'd befriended, fed, <laughs> um, as you do. It was proper, like, stereotypical crazy cat lady. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that kind of, it built from there, really. It took about two months to get my first paying client. I did a few bits of pro bono work just to build up experience and build up a platform of, like, a portfolio of that work. That must have been hard as well, doing the pro bono stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. professional on basically air to eat you know yeah yeah it was um a body positive collective which is again something a cause i'm really passionate about Mm -hmm. so it was more of a passion project than kind of giving out everything for free Mm. um but still it was quite difficult to um work for two months and not have any money coming in and then yeah from there it kind of just built um and i'm i never envisaged owning my own business or doing this long term but now i couldn't imagine doing anything else i love having the freedom of running my own business and how I can work my well-being around my business as well. I think that's really important. Well, that's like a really important thing that you do think that you actually enjoy doing. And if it doesn't feel like work, yeah. then you're doing the right thing. Exactly. Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And imagine there's a, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I imagine there's a, a lot of people out there that'd be like, uh, you're not going to earn anything sitting on Facebook. You're not going to earn it. And you're like, <laughs> yep. that's literally what I do century, guys. <laughs> Quite often people will take the mic, um, they're like, oh, so you just like sit around and tweet all day. And I'm like, no, I'm, like there's actually a bit more to it than that. But then one of my services is actually helping out 
at events and live tweeting or yeah. doing live, like say Instagram stories and stuff like that. So like live publication of whatever is going on in their I've, world. I've never actually thought about who does that. Because I sometimes follow events online. I'm like, and they're putting like the live feed on, like they're doing live live. I've never actually thought about who the people are who do those. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It? <laughs> people like me. <laughs> so yeah, there was um, a transport company that were doing a big uh, service launch at Warwick University mm-hmm. um, during Freshers Week. So there was me, first week of September, in the pouring down rain for the entire day, taking photos of students, getting really excited about public transport. Yeah, so I was, <laughs> I was literally getting paid to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Payday's payday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there are, there are lessons to be learned with, with, with social media. What would be, like, the, say, the top five, if you can find five, but what the one, the most common things that you tell people the lessons. I mean, I don't want to sell, sell your business right no, now. No, no, so. I think, uh, like I said before, having a goal or an idea of what you want from social media, why are you there? Yeah. How are you connecting with your audience? Who are your audience? Kind of really understanding who your business is, what you stand for, how you're a little bit distinctive or remarkable, what you bring into the table, why should people follow you? Yeah. Mm. I think a lot of people show up on social media just because everyone else is and mm. not really having a game plan. Um, it's almost like saying, I want to go to Asda, but then not really knowing how you're going to get there and just expecting to land there. Um, so yeah, having that game plan is really important and just thinking about your audience. I think a lot of people think about themselves because it's their business. It's them that needs to make the money. They've got the bills and need to keep the income coming in. But I think it's all about building up a community first. Don't rush the sales. They'll happen on their own if you look after your audience properly. And I would say don't, don't rush building your community as quick as possible either. Let them come organically because that's one of the first lessons you taught me. Yeah. Because Shane was like, we just invite everybody into the biscuits. Like, oh, invite, 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 invite. And then you messaged me and you were like, don't do that. It'll mess up, mess up your algorithm. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that's you want people involved in your community that are going to show up, that are going to engage with you, give you some love and help grow you um, organically. Because otherwise, if you have, say, a load of people following you who don't really care, mm. that says to the platform that your content is actually rubbish yeah. and no one wants to see what you're putting out. So then it'll stop showing you to people, which is the exact opposite of what you want. Um, yeah. I actually told someone off of that this morning, a client that I'd worked with before, um, exactly the same conversation I had with you. I was like, don't do it. It'll kill you. Instagram, yeah. Instagram's a perfect example because like a lot of podcasters, I'm not calling anybody out, but a lot of podcasters <laughs> will be like, let's share reviews, let's share likes. Da, da, da. And I'm like, no, I would like to build things organically. And that's with both shows yeah. that I do. Um, I mean, sometimes we invite people that, should, that like a lot of our posts. Like sometimes if someone's really interested and that mm. I can see that they're like, I will be like, come and join us on The Biscuit because they'll, then they'll start liking on our page. That's different. Um, but with Instagram, you get someone that will like you. You look on their Instagram, they got one, they've all got 1,500 followers. They all seem to have the same amount. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's a bot, that's a bot, that's a bot, that's yeah. a bot. You can kind of tell, you know. Um, but I like, I like things because... We got about four hundred followers on Instagram, but they're all all interacting with what we're doing. It's yeah. brilliant. That's it. That. You'd rather have a group of people, or say ten, a room of ten people, who all really, really care, really, really love what you're mm. doing, and uh, uh, buzzing off absolutely everything you say, instead of a room full of a thousand people who aren't even paying attention to you. Mm. Um, you know, that's how you build a business. And I think as well, if you're going to try and encourage people to come through your kind of digital front door, if you want to call it that. Um, you wouldn't do that in a shop, just encourage people in just to make you look busy Mm. who aren't actually going to buy anything. Um, And I think it's exactly the same on digital. You want people who are invested in you, who are going to pay attention, who are going to shout about you and be advocates for you as well. Mm. It's not just the sales, it's who are they going to recommend you to as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, I imagine like um, teaching uh, someone how to use Twitter and Instagram being a bit like trying to teach your mom how to use windows xp back in the day you know <laughs> it's the most frustrating teaching my mom things on the on the computer was well, anybody like is it's really frustrating don't click right right click not left click bring that down putting it back you know it's quite frustrating how do you deal with that because you do it from a distance as well you don't like you're not sat over the shoulder no the majority of the time i try and do it face to face i find good. it a lot easier um hands-on instead of trying to describe or like you know you need this button no not that one the one like next door like yeah it's just so much easier to do it face to face i find 
every consultation is different, um, which is what I love. Everyone's got different skill sets, different experiences yeah. of social media and different businesses, things that they need to get out of it. Um, I see a lot of other social media people that have really rigid packages for what they teach. Mm. And um, some even book them back to back. And I can't imagine doing that. You know, like imagine if someone had questions or they actually had no experience of social media whatsoever. Like it yeah, just yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes no sense to me. So I literally go back to basics with people and start with their skill level. I always ask them what they want from it and kind of there's a pre-questionnaire beforehand. So I've got an idea of what they're comfortable with, what mm. they're not. But even people who think that they're comfortable with it or have been using, say, Facebook or Instagram for years, there's always stuff that they're doing wrong or that they didn't know. And I love watching those light bulb moments. It's like, oh, oh, I didn't realize it could do that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that for me is great. Recently for me, it's Instagram TV. I was like, uh, I was like uploading like massive long stories onto the, my story or a minute long videos, mm -hmm. trying to cram everything into a minute. And I was like, oh, Instagram TV, that's cool. You can speak for like 10 minutes if you want to, you know, it's quite cool. <laughs> I like that. It's a good channel. Um, I think that's going to be one of the things that's building this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a really, really good idea because... Uh, like I said, the one minute videos are great, but it's kind of like, it's too much information in, in one short space. And then if I, I mean, I, unless I really like you, which I like you, and there's a <laughs> few people that I like, and I will, will sit and watch and listen. But if your Instagram story looks like a stitch, you know, like yeah. it's been stitched and it's like oh, a I million can, dots across the top. That not, is me. I completely 100%. agree. I'm literally like, next, you know, I'm not into that. Unless something grips me. I watch a lot of what you put because you put a lot of like lessons and people, your advice that you talk to people. I try to. I try to be useful and not just talk about my dog all the time. That is me again. But, you know, your friends and your family will appreciate that because they No, they don't. It's just for me. I try to say, oh, did you see this video? We're like, no, no, no one watched it. It was just me. This is why I keep a personal account that isn't my business one so I can go wild on my personal one. <laughs> I don't even use my personal Instagram anymore. I really don't because there's no point. Um, I do so much. Like working the social media with both the shows is like a, is like a job in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I literally wake up, I, I, I open up my phone and I've got like... 10, 15, 20, 30 sometimes like in, in notifications on Facebook. Then I've got to do Instagram. Then I've got to do Twitter and uh, read my emails. But I've been in bed 10 minutes awake looking at my phone before I've even got up and got in the shower. It's crazy, you know, so. I'm exactly the same. I always wake up and instantly beeline for the Twitter feed. Um, to see what's going on um, mm. or sometimes first thing in the morning my partner wakes up before me was it last week when Trump launched yes. the attack yeah Dave whispered in me he was like don't look at Twitter this morning <laughs> <laughs> stay away <laughs> it's like it'll upset you <laughs> my, my other half reacted totally differently he ran in he was like World War 3 and I was like <laughs> just waking me up and I was like what babe what what yeah. was, and he's in the military so he should be like oh no but he was like oh yeah and I'm like that's a terrible wow. reaction to something like this yeah. he doesn't but he's one of those people that don't belong on social media <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh god but what, what, what you were saying though about personally being there to deal with things mm -hmm. um i've got to give a shout out to um to, to will from web orchard uh, who, who designed our website it's just quite quite cool um and um he was teaching me how to edit the, the website and add things and i had no idea i had no idea the login wasn't working so i was i was emailing him back and to it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. He fixed it. Then I was like, what do I do now? And he was literally having to take me. I don't understand it, man. I'm good with computers, but I was like losing it. I was like, I was just trying to do stuff. And I was like leaving things just in, in midair on the yeah. website and all sorts. It was terrible. So big shout out to Will for helping me like that because it takes a quite, it's quite a skill to be able to teach someone. Websites, yeah. definitely. I built my own and I'm going to be rebuilding mine later on this year and yeah, I'm dreading it. I think I'm just going to lock myself in a cage <laughs> somewhere for a week and just get it done. Otherwise, yeah, people might die if they come in my crossfire. <laughs> so what, what's the plan for you guys now? What, what, what are you going to be, where are you going to be taking this? Keep growing slowly? Would you like to be big or um, keep growing slowly as I am. I can't imagine taking on staff, um, at, certainly not at the minute. Um, I'm starting to um, hand over some of my own work, which is something that I've been quite um, begrudging of, I guess. I'm really mm. stubborn and I like doing everything myself, but I was like, do you know what, Jen? You're only one person. Um, so yeah, I've started outsourcing quite a lot of my own admin, which has been a god save. I can just actually focus on my clients' work now. 
Um, I've, I'm kind of fully booked pretty much with my clients, but I've got a couple of other projects going on in the background. I am currently starting to develop an app for mental health for young people to oh, help with their well being. Really yes. And then there's another like e-commerce business that I'm setting up with an old client um, who is a really close friend of mine. So yeah, like lots of other stuff going on and um, growing my ladies and laptops community. So I've got a co-working community that I run for um, other ladies, female business owners in the area or who work, people who work for themselves. And we meet once a month and there's a Facebook community for that as well. So yeah, lots of stuff going on. Keep me out of trouble. You're a busy cat like yeah. me. I'll, 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 I'll be like, right, give me loads to do. Then I complain that I've got loads to do. And that's pretty much my life, you know. Yeah. Um, so we were talking as well about um, us moving to sort of Shrewsbury and stuff like that. Because you're from outside Shrewsbury as well. Yeah, I am, yeah. Um, so where did you grow up? Where we Grew up in uh, on the Wirral. So just by Chester. Mm-hmm. And um, I've lived all over the place um, when I was in hospital. Hospitality. I lived in like Lake District, Manchester, um, Sunderland, you know, all of the glamorous places. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. And then, yeah, I moved down from Warrington about 18 months ago. Yeah. Yeah. What were your first thoughts moving here then? Um, gorgeous, actually. I love it. And I think because my other half had been living in, uh, sorry, living in Australia for about three years before. And I think when, because he moved back and then I came on the scene not long after that. I almost like made him look at his hometown through different eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited about it because it's such a gorgeous place and it's quite similar to Chester in terms of architecture, but the vibe is still nowhere near as studentified as Chester has become. So Mm. it's quite nice. Like this is kind of Chester for me when I was a kid. Uh, I was sort of here as being like a mini Chester. I thought that as well. I spent a lot, I grew up in Wrexham, so. But when that's flat, we have a lot more hills to walk. (laughs) Yeah, a lot more hills. (laughs) Definitely. Um, you know, those those sort of older, that, that still feel like an old place, you mm-hmm. know, I, I feel that. And you know what, I'll be walking through through Shrewsbury sometimes with Shane and he'd be like, he'd just grab me by my arm and pull me down some alley, that sounds wrong. Uh, but, <laughs> some, 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 Back to the PG-13 again. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, uh, some shortcut and I'd be like, what? I've walked past this a million times. So he did it the other day, it was, we were walking towards the, uh, the bus station and he just dragged me down some alleyway down some steps and I was like whoa okay this is just saved me 10 minutes and this is for such I, think, a... I think a lot of the things is like you walk around your town you don't notice until you look up yeah. I think it's when you look up yeah, you look at proper architecture isn't it that you don't really like there's um like the old market hall in the square yeah you when you stand underneath it there's um there's a part in the wall where there's like loads of little holes and people always thought it was like an old abacus it's mm. not it's what they used to do to weigh sacks oh wow yeah, and it's yeah. like all those weird things around the yeah. town that you don't notice do you mm. at first yeah it's brilliant um, I love it um, back to uh, back to what we, what we were just talking about about trying to get the older generation sorry guys onto social media <laughs> because uh, like we were saying he's not a, that young <laughs> I'm not I'm not that young no. um, <laughs> um, what would be the the icebreaker for you say say you walked into a shop now and you're like hi I, I, I'm 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 here to help you I'm here to give you a bit of guidance to get your beautiful business onto social media so people can see who you are. What would be the icebreaker? What would, what would you say to someone to entice them in? You know, I guess I get them to play with it because I think so many people are scared of it um, and show them that it isn't anything to be scared of. Show them its potential. Show some similar businesses um, and their success stories. And um, yeah, just kind of get them excited about it. I think a lot of people see social media, certainly doing it for their business as a chore or an admin task, but if you open your eyes up to the amount of possibilities, yeah. the connections, and its full benefits, um, it becomes a really exciting thing, I yeah. think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If I ever share something and it gets like a particular like off a particular person, I'm kind of like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yep. you, know, you know, like Charlie Adlard, he shared one of our Instagrams the other day onto his story. And I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, I love things like that. It's his crush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I made. He's blushing. <laughs> I made a mistake the other day. Um, so Julie went to the HSBC British Cycling National Cyclocross yes. uh, Championships. I've got it right. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> well done. But on the post that I, I released uh, like two, three days, two, three days ago, I got it wrong. I was just like, it's the National Cycling Championships, whatever. And I put it onto our onto our schedule thing, and Julie was like, No, you need to change that right away because apparently that would have really upset. Oh, the cycling community. My brother's one of them. Yeah. Be on you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
I um I put a really sarcastic I I corrected it and yesterday I put up a sarcastic post saying I'm really sorry. <laughs> I love a good pun. Yeah, well, you know, it's gotta be done. I'm getting old now, I've got to use those dad jokes, can't I? You know? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so how was um how was Christmas and, and New Year for you? Does what what happens to your business then during them times of years? Does it boost? Does it get quiet or what? A lot of my clients are service based. So whilst all of their clients and customers are going crazy with Christmas. They actually quieting down. So I was quite busy over Christmas. Yeah. Um, I was planning on taking off a few weeks. And I think I ended up just taking off the key days. Um, mm. Just because also the lead up to Christmas, we got a puppy at the beginning of December. So I wasn't as productive as what I should have been. What is the dog? He's a collie crossed oh. with a basset hound. <gasps> Um, so his mum was half and half and she was pretty much a fully sized collie, but with half pint legs. And you didn't bring it with you? I'm sorry. No, oh he would gosh. have destroyed everything. <laughs> He's got a thing for wires at the minute. Yeah. Sorry, I think I just, as soon as you said dog, I was in yeah. there. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I like dogs, but there are a lot of commitment and uh, I'm never in the house. So I can't really have a dog at the moment. You know, I'd love to get one for my little boy, but yeah. I'm not. I'm. I know that I don't. No, have to they're they're it. great. Just don't get a pug. It just snots. No. It's, <laughs> it's like my leg is a constant tissue. <laughs> my wife likes the Boston Terriers. The little. Oh, they're nice. Yeah. Um. So if if people, because obviously your your business is called the Rock Rose Digital, isn't it? Yeah. Where did the name come from? So my nan's um, maiden name is Rock, and yeah. she was an only child. And obviously, when she got married, that kind of family line of the surname disappeared and so I've always thought or had in my head it used to be a joke that I had with myself like if I ever got famous I'll be Jen Rock like some sort of superstar like ridiculous name um and then when I started Rock Rose I was really struggling for a name I was like actually I really want to kind of still do that honoring my nan thing um and I was thinking of other phrases with rock in, like rock steady, rock solid, because they yes. could all be quite relevant to marketing, but they're also quite obvious and have been done to death in the mm. world of marketing. So a bit of a Google search, and I found Rock Rose, which is actually a herbal plant that helps with anxiety and settled terror, oh, wow. which I was like, oh, that's quite relevant. I kind of, I feel like yeah. that's how I want people to feel from um, the work that I do with them about social curing their terrors and their fears around social media. So, yeah. Apart from Pretty the fact perfect. it sounds cool as hell. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what name you use online as well? So if people want to find you? Yeah. So um, all of my social media and my website, it's at Rockrose Digital, all one word, no hyphens or anything like that. Check out the Instagram as well, which I particularly like because uh, there's a lot of a lot of free of advi- advice there. Lots of calming, um, sort of motivational things. Yeah, motivational is important, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I do my best. Yeah, yeah. You're very, very good on that. Um, so, what do you got, what do you like to do in your spare time when you're not on Facebook? I bet sometimes you're like, oh, more notifications on my own Facebook. Yeah, I bet. Honestly, the more I do for work, the less I do on my own personal accounts. Mm. If I go quiet, it's generally because I'm busy <laughs> with my business. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I quite often have my phone off or on do not disturb, which is absolute bliss. Um, yeah, yeah, when I'm not doing social media, dog walks, country walks, um, I really love cooking and baking and going out for food. So yeah, a lot of that as well. A lot of lot of baking, baking love in the room. Then yeah, I, 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 I need to start buying some uh, keto baking stuff to because there's bread you can make and cakes and things you can make. But I'm just like, wow, that the um, what is it? What flour is it? It's uh, almond flour. It's really yes. expensive. But, yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah super yeah. expensive. So um, if I make something, I want to make sure I get it right. So next week, I'm just going to bring in a massive stack of brownies and just put them in front of you. Oh, no, <laughs> That's my aim. It's just to make him cave. Yeah. And I don't know why. I'm being really anti-supportive because he's doing so well, and I'm just like sitting just here going like. Draw coming out yeah <laughs> do you know what when I, go, when I go to work there's loads of stuff left over from christmas like and in the office in the corner they've got loads of boxes of biscuits they had a full like um christmas log and oh, they've got yes. sweets and all sorts and i eat the sweets in front of me today and it's more habit it's not a, like a temptation thing it's more like if someone was to offer me a sweet now i'd go to reach in and go no i can't do that but i'm starting to learn loads of little che- uh, like cheats and things like so in my coffee today i've got um two spoonfuls of vanilla syrup which is carb free sugar free yeah which is keeping me going it's like it's that that thing is I, it's I, that I, little fix yeah <laughs> and i'm learning how to read the labels properly on food and stuff so i picked up my, my little boy loves fig rolls so we had some in the cupboard and i picked him up and it was like 69 carbs uh, grams of carbs in this packet and i was like oh put it away and i was like 
there's 10 in the packet. That's 6.9 grams per fig rolls. I'm having a fig roll, so I have a fig roll. <laughs> oh my God, that fig roll. I like fig rolls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are good. I'll they're just... a niche, they're proper like underdog biscuit, I think. They they're are. really underdog. They're one of those that remind you of your childhood, isn't yeah. it? Having a fig roll. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Go around to your nans. <laughs> oh yeah. Talking about biscuits and things, we're actually on topic with the shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's great. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to cope a bit more now. But like I said, that first night shift, that first night shift back without sugar, just like sugar in my coffee, for example, it was just a nightmare, you know, but we'll get there. People will be like, will he shut up about his keto? I feel like- <laughs> he'll cave, he'll cave soon. No, 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 no. I'll like be- next week, me and Jules sitting here eating brownies and you'll just be like, Ugh. I've lost over six kilos in a, in it'd be a week, two weeks tomorrow. I'm really, really excited oh, wow. about what I'm doing. So. It's good going. He won't be allowed to sit next to me soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fitting clothes. I'm fitting in years. It's been great. It's been great. Um, so what's next um, for you? What, have you got any new clients coming up? Anything exciting that, you know... Um, or any developments with some of your clients is there anything that's made you go oh my god what oh, we've done this we've done it there's a few clients who've got some big stuff happening this year um, one who's an author she's launching a um, collaborative project to do with um, getting books into prisons in Dubai Ooh, wow. which is really cool. exciting um and she herself is launching a new book later on this year. So I was I started working with her about a year ago just as she was launching her last book. So it'll be nice to be with her like on board throughout the whole process of launching a book, not just like right in the thick of it. Um and um yeah, a couple of other clients launching some big stuff. So it's nice. There's nothing I can divulge too much about, I'm afraid. <laughs> but um it's amazing to be a part of people's journeys, especially um, working with small businesses, you feel like a really pivotal part of their team. Yeah. Um, and that it's nice to see that everything kind of I'm doing is really helping them and paying off. I bet with like a book, a book launch and things like analytics are super, super important. Mm-hmm. Aren't they? You know, what, how, what traffic are you creating? What, what buzz are you making about your book? Like, yeah, you know, um, definitely. And I bet like, I mean, when I first started doing the podcast, for example, I would check my <laughs> statistics every single day. I'd be like, oh, what have we done today? What have we done today? Whereas it's kind of worn off and I'll do it like once a week or something. Like, oh. Once you know it's there, you can get a bit obsessed with it, I find. Yeah, yeah, yeah I bet, I bet. Um, do you struggle with people or do people struggle with like a drop in analytics? Do they like, oh my God, we need to do something fresh, something new? Or? Yeah, sometimes that's just a good, a bit of a wake up call, like a bit of a kick up the bum yeah, that yeah. you need to maybe innovate or maybe people are getting a little bit bored of what you're talking about or there's a bit of a shift in trend. Yeah. Um, so I never see that as a negative thing um, or it is just people who maybe aren't interested and who are just like following yeah. ambivalently, mm. dropping off and now your audience is a little bit more pure and they are definitely engaged. So mm. sometimes it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's got like a filtering system, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Really? Yeah. Getting rid of the people that you don't want. Mm. And we need to start doing things a bit more visual. I think you brought it up on the last show, yeah. DD, is that we need to start like, sort of bring a, a camera and start doing a lot more Facebook lives and things like that. I would like to get the team all on our Instagram posting stories about their own day as well as mine because it's yep. always me just like oh look at me I'm drinking coffee oh, look at me. you know, you know it's, uh, <laughs> like walking you've been the- watching my Instagram stories <laughs> like exactly what I do <laughs> I, I, there's so many pictures on my finger of, of like where I'm sat just typing emails and there's a cup of coffee like I like to get the logo of the place I'm drinking and I'll be like oh look here I am a they're not actually cafe. bad photos though they're quite good photos yeah well you know they? I'm a bit of a yeah. we had this thing when we went to um, when we went to Colombia to see my wife's family we were all up in um up, uh, what's it called? Ah, oh, I forgot it. Anyway, we were put on, on this hill and we we're taking pictures of this amazing monastery and everybody was like, oh, Alex just got the better phone and then I got a different phone and I started taking these amazing photos like a year later and they're like, oh, He's actually really good at doing photography. So I've actually got a bit, yeah. bit of a skill. So I, I used to work in wedding photography. And I was like, when I look at yours, it's like all the different bits. And you've, if anything, you've got the scale just right, I think, yeah. personally. Oh, you see. I've got yeah. some talents out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Shane the other day, actually. And he was like, we were talking about things we could do. And I was like, uh, I did try for the TA a while ago. But, you know, just different things we could do that would maybe change our careers and stuff like that. I was like, the, the most trouble I get into is with my mouth. The, this is my talent and my curse at the same time. Mm. Yeah. You know, verbal so. diarrhea, it's a talent. <laughs> yeah. It's a talent. Yeah. But speaking of verbal diarrhea, uh, <laughs> is there a danger of overposting on, on social media? Is like just garbage or most. There is. I think people don't mind so long as it's valuable and they find it helpful. But yeah. if you are just going on, especially as a business, 
and moaning all the time or going like too personal people will switch off they just won't care like we all know people on Facebook that post absolutely every single thing about their lives and we've probably all got them on mute um so it is that it can become kind of white noise or people might find it irritating so yeah there is a danger of that but I think from my experience there's very few people that are like that yeah. um it's kind of tends to be the more kind of showboaty or egotistical people yeah um who are maybe kind of uh, what's the phrase i can't think now but like covering up um yeah like um making compensations for um, maybe not things. being very good yeah from yeah what I've heard, it's like taking the the attention away from what they're really trying to do and putting it all on themselves yes yeah, exactly isn't and it I, I feel like instagram is the the biggest culprit for that especially with the filters and i mean snapchat as well i mean i've i've got don't know why i've got snapchat i speak to my kids on snapchat i suppose but <laughs> um it's it's one of those things the filters and the the, the fakeness you know of snapchat's been around now for 11 years Ugh. I downloaded it when it first came out. I looked at really? it like 11 years. I was like, that's showing my age, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think, I think I I've had it for like 24 hours and that's it. Yeah, uh, like, it's, I it's not worth it. It's it. not worth it. No. There's certain social medias that are, are absolutely useless for me. I mean, obviously I speak to my kids on, on Snapchat. It's usually me when I'm at board and I'll put the dog face on me. Like, oh, I'm tired in work because I was stupid. Like, I don't know. Um, TikTok for me is one of those things. I, it looks terrible I, it might be the most groundbreaking thing at the moment but i am not lip-syncing to west oh, no, it's good to a... watch though <laughs> or is it just me it, it is maybe fun it's just to me. watch <laughs> i think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the year um whether it, it is just vine, a, yeah, it? yeah whether it's just a short-lived thing and it yeah. burns out quite quickly or whether it does actually kind of infiltrate down into other apps and they start kind of having their own little version of it it'll be interesting to yeah. see yeah yeah um what's what's your favorite uh, social media to use um twitter actually oh, which twitter. you know is a bit of an underdog i for business and uh, yeah for business i use instagram the most but i adore twitter i've got such a good freelancer community on there and mental health community mm. some of my best friends i've met on there um and i find it a really wonderful warming place yes there is a lot of horridness out there as well uh, but everywhere, though, isn't it? there's that everywhere exactly and i think twitter is probably the easiest to curate your own little echo chamber of loveliness yeah. if that's what you want you know if you don't want to let the bad stuff in you don't have to which um is kind of nice to be honest yeah um i twitter's kind of a maybe for me sometimes i think i spoke to you about it before i was like I'll probably tweet once a week or something. And See, I use it totally the wrong way. I never tweet. <laughs> I just read everyone else's. It's like yeah. I follow Lewis Capaldi. Every morning I'm seeing what he's tweeting. <laughs> and it's just, it's so entertaining. I think it's either a love it or a hate it thing. Yeah, I tend to go there yeah. for... Um, news as well so I'll see what's trending and see what's going on in the world Mm. um, rather than like going to say the BBC website or whatever Um, I'll go there first and see what's going on in the world yeah Um, yeah so did did you start on Facebook and then progress I'm guessing a lot of people start with Facebook because it's been yeah I literally this is ridiculous isn't it I literally remember the day I got Facebook because we were in the sixth form common room procrastinating over our A-level revision Mm. and doing anything for procrastination I remember it was like it was crazy it was like a virus and some sort of epidemic going around the common room everyone like logging in and getting on Facebook and I think that same week everyone also got on to like Bebo and oh, there was another one that was around at the that Bebo time days. as well there was yeah. like Face Party and MySpace and like yeah MySpace that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all got all of them and we were just saying the same things to each other on all of the different yeah, platforms yeah. but it, it was just pure procrastination <laughs> yeah. you know I I, um, I I opened up MySpace because MySpace still exist it's still there and I remember saying to Tom my, be- my mate in Vermont I, was I like, thought you were going to say Tom the like the original Tom do you remember oh yeah, he was friends with everyone on MySpace <laughs> he was my first friend on MySpace <laughs> anyway I, I said to Tom I was like I'm bringing it back baby I was like I'm going to go on MySpace and just encourage everyone to go back on there I, I logged in on it and I was just like this is awful. <laughs> this is so bad. And there are still celebrities using it hard. And I was just like, wow, why? What? Why? Okay, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a dying platform, isn't it? Yeah. Now? Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm impressed that anyone still uses it. Mm. <laughs> um, I was, uh, there was something that was going on last week and I wanted to ask your advice on it. These are mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, Facebook seminars that are going on at the moment. Um, is there a danger in being conned in with things like that? Because there's like, oh, there's a, there's a, a virtual seminar going yeah. on and, and uh, there's big changes coming to Facebook. You need to learn how to use Instagram for, for media and things like that. And usually at the end, there's, there's kind of, 
pay me $30 a month. Yeah, for the, there's, the, 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 there's mm. always a sales pitch. Um, I don't necessarily think they're a con. I think it's good to do your research. I think there's a lot of people who have watched what other people are putting out and literally just say the same thing but haven't yeah. put the practice in themselves. Yeah. yeah, You see a lot of people or a lot of webinars being advertised at the minute for like 10 times your income or get mm. six figures and or 10,000 followers in the next two months. And a lot of, just because that formula has worked for them, doesn't mean it's going to work for you because everyone's business is unique. Everyone's customers are unique. Um, how you use it is unique as well. And you all want different things. Um, so I think those one size fits all actually fit no one. And from that respect, it's a bit of a con, um, getting people to pay money and you feel bad. Then you feel like you've not done things properly. You've not followed the instructions properly that they've mm. taught you. Um, and quite a lot of the time, um, the people hosting those webinars, like I said, they either don't have their own social media business or their own marketing business. They have just okay. watched someone else's webinar and replicated that content. Yeah and learned that they can sell it, um, which to me doesn't scream um, kind of integrity. I think that goes back down to people having the fear of getting it wrong. Yeah. So they think if they shadow someone and do what they do, yeah. they'll have the same if thing, but it doesn't always work that way. Exactly. I think a lot of it, certainly social media, it's so subjective and personal. Yeah. Um, you've got to try and work out what your audience wants. Like everything is so individual. Um, you really have to try and work out your own strategy, which is something that I'm really quite passionate about helping people do. Yeah. Um, trying to find out their little sweet spots that and communicate makes them that. them and why people should listen exactly. to them. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you know, some businesses don't need 10,000 followers. No. Um, you know, the cafe next door doesn't need 10,000 followers. They wouldn't say no. Exactly. But, yeah. but it's, it's how necessary. engaged they are. Like yeah. if 10,000 people rocked up right now, it'd be blooming, oh, it'd be blooming carnage. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And you know, I don't want a business. I want to podcast but um, <laughs> um I, I i don't know if any of you guys saw it i, I, I threw up a, a drunken um facebook live last week i drank i drank three glasses of whiskey and i was free why sheets. did i miss this oh my god i'll show <laughs> you Where, what are you drunk casting uh, <laughs> <laughs> i i had three glasses of whiskey because of the keto thing i was three sheets to the window i was just like whoa and we had this canadian <laughs> we had this canadian guy did you count on. the sugars before you had it <laughs> <laughs> uh, whiskey's great by the way if you guys are doing keto whiskey's great um anyway uh, i started doing this podcast with this this canadian i just met i literally just met him he was just a last minute thing it was meant to be his co-host doing it but he, he, he couldn't do it so he got he was in touch with this guy. anyway this complete stranger jumped on with me and tom and we, we made this amazing podcast and it <laughs> i was just so touched by it i was like oh my god i never met this guy before i love you guys <laughs> i released this uh people, oh, wow. people seem to really like it but the point i'm trying to make is um we've got quite a small community with the other show that we do but those people are so important to us and they're so loyal and they love what we do and that's what it's all about we don't need a million followers we got the people that follow us already mm. uh, and it's those people that keep coming back and they will tell their friends about it so you need to concentrate on that small pool of exactly i think there's a lot of people who are constantly chasing bigger numbers more 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 but how about we just give the ones that are following us yeah, now yeah. the best possible um and a lot of people forget like once someone is following you on social media they, you kind of still need to support them. Yeah. Um, like how often do we get annoyed when we see you, you've been a loyal, loving customer to something or someone online for ages and then you're seeing yeah. offers for new customers. It's like, well, hang on a minute, guys. Why are they getting yeah. cheaper prices when <laughs> I've been true. with you for yeah. years? Like phone contracts or whatever, insurance, all of that Sky kind of stuff. Sky TV is the worst one. Exactly. Like, <laughs> reward. Oh, that, don't get me started on yeah. Sky TV. <laughs> Sorry, Sky. Uh, I think it's really important to reward your loyalty and use social media not just for gaining new followers, but also supporting your current ones as best possible. Yeah. Like maybe even in between purchases, how can what information do they need before and after? Mm -hmm. um, like how can you help them in between um, and help make sure that they've that they're getting like the best from you afterwards as well? Yeah. It's almost like aftercare. Yeah, you've got to be consistent with with what you're offering. Yeah, is what certainly, you're certainly. Yeah. And I, you know, I I know for a fact that that's important because whenever I take a week off the podcast, things like that, the 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 the, the you know viewing figures just drop, and then you got to bring them back up again. It works the same with social media. Yeah, I definitely. Imagine. I've taken so October last year, my mental health wasn't great, so my posting wasn't very consistent. And then um, when I was feeling better in like November and December, obviously I was then 
having to like scrabble to get back on top of my work so then my posting was still inconsistent and it's only really now that things are starting to like settle down again and I'll be completely honest with that but as a result I've not grown as much as I wanted to um but equally it's about prioritizing what you need like I could have continued trying to post every single day like I was but it wouldn't have come from a genuine authentic place Mm -hmm. and also it probably would have burnt me out and done me a disservice like a longer term disservice so you know, I took a month out. It's what I needed to do. And now I'm cracking on again. Yeah. Like it's, it is just about prioritizing what you need. Like it's not the be all and end all. The world won't end if you don't post for a week. Yeah. I think people freak out about that. Yeah. But they, they equally do. can't expect growth or miracles to happen if they're being inconsistent. Uh, I feel like you need to bank some sort of things as well just in case you have those days yeah, when you're yeah. off of like, at the moment I'm just wandering around Shrewsbury taking pictures because I know we've got a lot a lot of content to get through mm-hmm. this month and we're picking up uh, we've picked up two more interviews for, for yeah for soon so we've, we've got quite a lot going on so I'm just going around like that'll do for a cover that'll do for a cover he's one know. of these people that message us at three o'clock in the morning because uh, he's still doing stuff <laughs> doesn't switch off stamina baby um, <laughs> no, we, uh, what was I going to say I was going to say it is really true though having extra stuff like when you are in that creative Mm. mindset when you're in like that proper like flow just make loads and then you know that you've got that like buffer just in case something happens yeah Yeah, and I was gonna you know on that point like you know saying I mean I suffer from anxiety social anxiety as well so sometimes I'll be not at my best but if I have got my tongue out and I'm drawing something, designing something, it makes me feel a lot better. Do mm-hmm. you feel the same for you? If you're creating, making things, it kind of Yeah, helps certainly. You. Even just, like, for me, writing, I find really cathartic. Um, I've, I used to blog years ago about various experiences that I've been through. And even though I didn't really share it with anyone, it really, really helped. Yeah. And if I am in a funk... Yeah, I'll just write some stuff out, whether it's in like a journal, like without sounding too woo-woo, but um, yeah, either in a journal or like online, um, you know, even just in a Google Doc or something, like just yeah. getting it out. And well, this is why I started baking, because it was yeah. kind of like, my head was just going crazy, I need to do something to mm-hmm. occupy my time, so that's why I started, but it is one of those things, I think everyone has that that thing, everyone, don't they, that calms them down, yeah, that relaxes them. everyone needs that little outlet. I used yes. to bake for my anxiety and depression mm. as well years ago. And um, at the time... I don't know if it's the baking or the eating afterwards that helps, though, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> oh, I haven't worked that one out yet. <laughs> at the time, I was taking some time out from work. This is like, gosh, six, seven years ago. And my the guy that I was dating at the time, he was trying not to eat cake. So I was just turning up at people's work with cake and bread and all sorts. Otherwise, yeah, it wouldn't have yeah. got eaten. But yeah, I was everyone's best friend. <laughs> I did that. I go to work and I just like take stuff in. And then I was like, no, I'm on a diet. I was like, eat it because if you don't, I will. Yeah. How have I only just met you? This isn't fair. <laughs> it's like obviously you've been getting quite a bit of recognition recently for things you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but explain to me what the prestigious hashtag wow badge is. So um, yeah. Jacqueline Gold, who yeah. is the founder of Ann Summers, She has a weekly like Twitter competition, I guess. Hmm. It's not necessarily anything serious, but I know that she herself does judge this award. So you basically pitch your business in a tweet using her hashtag like wow women yeah and she will choose three winners each week for her to showcase um and it's all female-led businesses people who are doing things a little bit differently or um got a really big passion project that she can believe in and nothing necessarily comes from it it's just that little kind of pat on the head bit of recognition and last year that was the lowest so this time last year was the lowest I've ever earned mm. in my business so far and I was honestly thinking about walking away from freelancing I was like I'm not yeah. very good this is not cool and getting that award it was yeah a nice little perk I was like a oh, little boost to the it confidence is, you, should be, you should be recognized for what you do isn't it because I feel like now a lot of it is when you have just your normal day-to-day job you don't get noticed until you do something wrong exactly isn't it yeah if yeah. you're doing your job and how you're doing it right, no one notices. Yeah. It's, a, it's also a talisman. It's also one of those things you can look at and go, look, see, you can do it. You can do that. Yeah. That, like, I look at that magazine thing over there, you know, my Shrewsbury. I look at that and I'm thinking, there you go. Keep going. Keep going. That was me. For those who aren't here and can't see it, it's just a giant picture of him yep. with the magazine <laughs> open. <laughs> I, I was going to call this the Alex podcast. So when you come in, you just see a massive picture of <laughs> Not him. Not self-gratuitous at all. No. <laughs> We've we, we got a team now. I didn't have a team then. You know, I was just like me. Do you give it a little kiss on your way in when you see it? Yeah, Actually, when I walked in today, he was just there holding it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it fell down. He's not denying it either. 
at all. No, because I'm proud of what we did. That was with a rickety kit that I'd just put together. Um, and I was carrying that kit anywhere and around town. And I was just, and now we've got our own little studio Yeah, you've got your little pro mics now yeah. and everything, isn't it? Yeah, so, you know, things like that, like that tweet, you know, if you can... You know, screenshot it and save it someone there and you're feeling down and you're not feeling great which you shouldn't do because you're doing brilliantly but like those days just look at that and be like yeah I see you I actually have a little spreadsheet on my computer that I write down any good thing that's happened yeah um, like, like maybe a new client or a client's got uh, had a win or um I've moved the needle in my business, like someone's giving me a recognition or doing stuff like this. Um, write it all down. So when I do have those bad days or when imposter syndrome hits, mm. it's good to look at that and be like, okay, actually, I'm not a fraud mm. and I'm actually doing all right. Brilliant like, idea. But yeah. I mean, like some of you review for cakes. Yeah. I'm encouraging people. If you've worked hard for something and you've got you've had something good, a positive happen because of it, don't feel like you're being vain by kissing the picture of yourself in a magazine. <laughs> do that. Do that because it's really important that you, you value yourself and what you what you contribute to to culture definitely i think women especially are not very great at celebrating their wins or shouting out Mm. about stuff which is something that i really try to encourage in my little women's co-working community there's a thread that we have every week and one of them on a wednesday is wednesday wednesday so it's like trying to get women to celebrate whatever success no matter how big or small over the last week and it's great the things that come out of it people generally get a little like midweek pick up from it nice. which is great nice yeah i, I was like gonna it. ask you about when people have like those low moments in their social media or their business mm-hmm. what's your biggest advice i guess as a pick me up taking um, a look back at where you started yeah because i think day to day those changes are so incremental and so tiny mm. it can often feel like you've not come very far but yeah. if you take a step back and look at where you started you're always like oh my god I've done so much or so much has changed I've achieved so many things I've pushed myself out of my comfort zone so many times mm. um and really try and encourage people to not berate themselves like it's natural to feel a bit low sometimes yeah. and um yeah just focus on the positives as like we were as that is like um trying to look at the good stuff that you've done and that you're putting out and the positives that you're the positive reinforcement that you're getting from people yeah like the reviews and customers that you're helping no matter like it could be just the tiniest of ways but you're like everyone is making an impact on other people yeah, yeah. I think I think one of the difficult things because we're we're British we're not meant to show emotion are we yeah. and all these things and you're not meant to give people the recognition they have like you see these things in America and they're all like you're amazing and all these things like yeah. this. and over here it's like uh, yeah, <laughs> isn't you don't really have that kind of same support. So I think that's where people's doubts and yeah, they and have I think second guesses. It's not just telling people that they're amazing either. We're really bad at accepting it as yeah. well. Um, it's a twofold thing, definitely. Um, so I, as much as possible, I do try and praise people or find something I like. I about think that's them. really important. The and praise side of things. It's, yeah, it's all about building people up. I think and getting people used to hearing good stuff about themselves. To know that they are doing the right thing and reassuring them that, that what they're doing is the right thing. Definitely, yeah. I think a lot of my clients that I've worked with, certainly on a one-to-one basis, have struggled with that because they have been in a really corporate, really rigid job where they've maybe Mm -hmm. not been recognized for their talents. They felt unfulfilled. Yeah. And they don't feel confident in themselves at all. So now Mm. they've started up on their own, like trying to break free away from that. But then there's still a little bit of a shell and they don't quite know what they're doing or who they are. So yeah, trying to build people up and give them that confidence to go and smash things and uh, like tackle life is is a really nice thing. You can see people developing and growing. Do you think that's why like sort of feedback as in likes, comments, reviews, things like that is important just to keep, let people know like they're actually doing a good job because... It is, of course, like that little bit of validation is great but I think sometimes people can get to to clung on uh, clung that's not even a word can cling on to that too much Mm. Um, like Instagram soon are going to be hiding likes from public view Um, so you can't see what likes other people are getting that's that's good good. because I get no likes so that's brilliant (laughs) Um, which um, apparently has had quite a big effect on engagement as a whole in countries where that has rolled out already people Mm. are starting to comment a lot less which is really interesting. Um, I think it means that people are like less forthcoming and giving out. It's gonna, it's gonna weed out the shallow people. That's it is, sure. it is, and I think that it's a good. That's probably one of the main reasons they're doing it in a sense yeah. because it was everyone was around about what likes they have, how many likes. Oh yeah, they have. it's become a vanity contest. It has, yeah. Um, and like, I really don't care about likes. Like one of my posts the other day, I think I got like 30, 40 likes, which for me isn't 
great. Um, just rubbing but then it in when there. I looked at the comments, <laughs> really good comments, and not just people saying like this is great. It was like really heartfelt things that people had taken the time to read or yeah. write and loads of people had shared it loads of people had saved it and to me those are the more valuable it is it's metrics. about people being able to be an individual and yeah. being recognized for what they are and what makes them them definitely and I like how I try to describe it is if you were in a room and you were given a speech yeah and the entire room just sat there nodding their head which in my my world is what a like is it's kind of just yeah. like a little nod of the head yeah. you wouldn't know why they're doing it but then if someone came up to you afterwards and gave you a bit of feedback or they liked it so much they were videoing it or they were scribbling mm. stuff down or they were going to recommend you to someone else. Yeah. Those are all so much more valuable things. Like, yeah, they are. A like is a nod of the head. Uh, yeah. And I I, I've got it. to thank uh, Amy Tui as well um, who messaged me ages ago. It was ages and ages ago, but I still remember it. Um, I threw up some really, I, I spent like an hour making this amazing poster. It had like uh, the shoes with biscuit breaking through a piece of paper and it had all the places that you could find us. And I, I remember doing it on the ferry on the way back from Ireland anyway, but I, I did it and I got like four likes and I was kind of like, well, that was pointless. But then she pointed out to me the fact that just because I got four likes doesn't mean only four people saw it. And I think that's important to learn as well. Yeah. That, you know, you can make things and you don't necessarily have to do it for the likes. You just do it for the, just to show people what you've made or what you've done. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's another reason why Instagram are hiding the likes. They want people yeah, to put out yeah. content yeah. that they want to create, not that they think is going to get them likes. Um, I think a lot of it has become quite generic. You know, influencers mm. posing in the same way, in the same places. Mm. You hear of cafes being inundated with um, people oh, just yeah. doing things yeah. for the Instagram picture mm. and not actually for the experience. Yeah. Um, and you're seeing that all over the place. Like Instagram tourism is actually a thing. Now people going to places, destinations all around the world just to replicate an influencer's picture and get that exact same shot. And not experience it, which is a little bit like, yeah. I'm on the fence with influencers because I, I like these mics are made by Aston mics. Shout mm -hmm. out to Aston. Um, and I said to him, like, you know, if you help me with the microphones, maybe I can, you know, you know. And uh, they were like, no, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't live on that. And I, they're a really good philosophy. They're like, if you want to do that, that's fair enough. But that's not what we're asking for. Yeah, yeah. We, we we want to hear your content that's made on our very clever, expensive microphones, and it is fantastic. And they do look very fancy as well. They do. They, they look impressive. impressive. They sound amazing. They're very clever microphones. I mean, that one's a good mic there, but this it, it, it can't. Yeah, they're very, very nice microphones i'm very happy to have those. <laughs> thank you aston um but like, i don't like the uh, where everything in your life has to be given to you because you're an influencer i'm not into that mm. that entitlement is it's icky and um there's so many influencers there's like certainly the famous ones who maybe come from like the likes of love island or tarry who yeah. Um, uh, only, uh, only <laughs> promoting products because of the money and not because they believe in it yes. yes there's a lot of news around influencers who haven't even used a product some of them have been caught out on tv on like secret cameras saying that they've not even tried some of the products that they're promoting some of which are quite dangerous like diet products which are now mm. banned on instagram and there was someone again caught like an undercover guy caught a few influencers saying, yeah, they would happily promote this drink for X amount of thousands of pounds. And um, the person that was describing the drink explicitly said that this drink had poisonous like stuff in, like cyanide or things. Yeah. And these people just were doing anything for money. Mm. I think that side of the influencing world, there's no authenticity, there's no integrity, but it's now being diluted down to like, uh, they're called nano influencers or micro influencers, mm. and it's people with lower answer followers, but they are passionate about things and they are almost like brand advocates, really. Something that's always been around, it's not a new thing, um, but it's just using people in a different way. Uh, product placement in movies, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, the rec most recent example is we've got to be careful on how we talk about this, um, but the Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow and her mm -hmm. candle, which is which was a trend in <laughs> this week, um, she released a candle that. Uh, can we say that? Mm, yeah, she, uh, 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 Google Gwyneth Paltrow's candle. And <laughs> That's the safest these, way to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow candle, hashtag it, whatever, just Google it. And these, these candles have sold out. They are gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just goes to show that people just buy any old tat. It doesn't matter who. If it's, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Especially if there's hype around it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to buy that. But anyway, um, look, thank you so much for coming on. Not and we, a problem. We'll have you on any time, anytime you want to come I would love to, chat, definitely. Know, you know where we are now. And um, 
you know, make sure you guys follow um, Rock Rose Digital on Instagram. It's a great Instagram on everywhere else you are. Is it, give everyone a shout out, but kind of where you all are actually on social media. and. So yeah, you know. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all at Rock Rose Digital. Right. And then if you are a lady who works for yourself in Shropshire, um, you're more than welcome to join the Ladies and Laptops community. Just search Ladies and Laptops on Facebook and I'll approve you and let you into the group. Fantastic. You've been a great guest. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, I want to give, before we end this, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, Gin Different. Um, if you are a fan of gin or if you're on the fence, um, either way, just go and try it because I tried some amazing uh, gins when I was at Gin Different and I'm not a gin guy at all. Um, go and check their bar out at the Market Hall. And if there's a bottle of uh, gin that you can't get at Asda or Tesco, they will go and get it for you and then you can pay for it there. Um, so check out Gin Different on Instagram and on Facebook. Thank you for being our sponsors. And, uh, and yeah, make sure you check out our website, which we talked about halfway through the show. We are the shrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. It's fantastic. You can play the audio straight off uh, your device or from the website. It's brilliant. I love it. And yeah, this has been a great episode. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. We Thank didn't, you. We didn't force getting podcast. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>